This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. What's going on? Bill Ryder with you, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home, in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Thank you for listening. Let's go to former NFL player, Super Bowl champion, college football NFL analyst extraordinaire, podcaster, CMS CBS Sports, Bryant McFadden joins me on the show. Bryant, what's up, buddy? Bill, what's happening? How you doing? Matter of fact, uh, hey, I love that Jay-Z man coming in the intro, man. Got me fired up low-key. Right? It's a nice little way to kind of shake off the cobwebs in the morning. No question. I agree. So um, let's just start here. What, um, what, what, what's your reaction? How do you feel about the college football playoff rankings that came out yesterday? I have no issue with it. I know a lot of people are complaining about Michigan being number two um, because of the blowout win against Ohio State. Clearly, a huge win. They won by style points as well. But I don't think that went alone warranted them jumping Georgia, who's hold that, who's held the number one spot the entire year. Uh, Georgia has won ball games; they've done so convincingly. And I understand they had a close tight ball game a few weeks ago against Kentucky, but yet and still, they didn't do anything to lose any leverage from having that number one spot. So I'm okay in seeing Michigan hold on to number two. That's deserving, but Georgia clearly is still the best team in college football. Bryant McFadden here on the show. Bryant, TCU has a challenge in K-State, and, and, and USC plays a Utah team that, that beat them earlier in the year. No no guarantees that both those teams are going to win. they they got to go and get it done. If one of those teams lose, the, the, the next team, according to the rankings in line, is Ohio State. They're 11-1. Now, they did get blown out in the end at home against Michigan versus an Alabama team at 6. They lost two games, but they're on the road by a total of four points. If you had to pick between Ohio State or Alabama, you were on that committee for the next team in, where would you go? Yeah, I would go I would go Ohio State as well. I mean, it's hard to get a two-loss team into the college football playoffs. I understand when you talk about name recognition and potential and upside, Alabama will always be in the top of that conversation. But they have two losses. They have two losses. And you look at the way they lost ball games. I mean – 
it, it wasn't like they were nail biters to say the least. Tennessee, they're still scoring touchdowns on Alabama. You know what I mean? So for Ohio State to have one loss and you're telling me you would take a two-loss Alabama team over Ohio State, I don't think that would be fair. I think Ohio State would definitely be the next team up in regards to if USC or TCU uh, takes a nail this weekend. Brian, who's got a better chance to um, to get upset this weekend? TCU, is K-State more likely to win that game, or do you think Utah is more likely to upset the apple cart? Uh, Utah. Utah, man. And the thing about Utah, granted, they're dealing with some injuries. Cam Rising might not be at his best, but he's still a, a quarterback that can do numbers. When you look at defensively, they might be without some of their key contributors in regards to pass rushers. They might not be 100% healthy, but they're not afraid of USC. You know, they've had success against USC. Uh, this is a team that has been coached properly year in and year out. So I think Utah would have a better chance in upsetting uh, uh, USC compared to K-State and TC going against TCU. Max Duggan, man, he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football no one is really talking about. His name should be sprinkled in every quarterback conversation regarding college football because he's been that good, and they've been winning consistently. And I understand because they're in the Big 12, they're not really getting the light put on them like some of the other programs and other prolific-like conferences, but TCU is a balanced team. They have a lot of guys that will be playing on Sundays uh, for their squad. So I like their chances against K-State. Brian McFadden, uh, the, the Dodd father, Dennis Dodd, came on the show yesterday and said something that I thought was really interesting that, that hadn't occurred to me, so I want, I want to run it by you. He thinks even if TCU loses to K-State this weekend, that they should be in over Ohio State, Alabama, you know, the other teams. It's Ohio State. Does that track for you? It depends on how they lose. You know, is it a blowout win in favor of K-State, or is it one possession ball game? You know what I mean? I get where Dennis is coming from. But in regards to the committee and just seeing how they value Big 12 football, I don't think that would be a reality. Because you remember in the, the, the first few weeks of the college football rankings when they came out, TC was undefeated. They were still outside the top four. So it took some losses for teams in front of them for them to get a seat in the top four. So clearly, clearly the Big 12, uh, the committee, they don't value the Big 12 like they value some other conferences in, in, in college football. So I don't think that would be a reality, but I see where Dennis is coming from. Brian McFadden here on the show. Uh, Brian, last college football question for you. Just looking forward to when this thing expands from a four-team playoff. Do you think the expansion plan would be – more exciting as exciting if we were talking about you know whatever sort of the question the case where case whether k-state's in there whether florida state can get in or lsu like are you looking forward to the to the next incarnation of this playoff structure listen i'm not a fan of the expansion i like it how it is how it has been four teams you know bill you know what you got to do to get in the playoffs every year every college team that has championship aspirations you know exactly what you have to do when it doesn't, when it don't happen, stop complaining. So you're talking about expanding it. I mean, it, at some point you're going to dilute the product from what we see. And I'll say this right now for every individual that has an argument that, that makes the argument about, yeah, expanding. Every year the playoffs have been here with us. The best team has won the ball game. The best team has won the championship. I think it's fair, fair to say. Would you agree or disagree, Bill? Yeah, no, I think, and I, not only that, I think the best two teams have tended to be in the in the in the championship game too. Exactly, 
Exactly. So expanding it to ten to twelve teams, man. So you you, you potentially could have team a, a team with four losses get into the playoffs. Well, as a Missouri fan, Bryant, a boy can dream. So that's the only way. <laughs> so, only way we're so I'm not a fan of expanding to ten to twelve. If you had to make an addition, maybe add two more teams to make it six. But come on, man, when you get to that ten, twelve. Eight, eight range. Now you're just adding people into the puzzle that have no that have no business being there. Brian McFadden, I wish you could see what I can see because you're making great points, salient points. Uh, my producer agrees with you, and he's dancing. And speaking of what no person should do, no person should watch D Cell dance out of celebration <laughs> of, of your answer, uh, Brian McFadden here on the show. Let's hit uh, some NFL just just real quick before we run out of time. If you were if you were in charge in Green Bay. Given the fact that Aaron Rodgers is under contract for a couple more years and it's really that deal is set up to allow him to leave if he wants to and it's hard to get rid of him and it's expensive if um, if, if the Packers want to move on and with Aaron Rodgers saying he plans to play this weekend, would you would you play him or would you go with Jordan Love? If he's healthy, I'm playing him. He healthy, he wants to play, no question I'm playing Aaron Rodgers. You're paying him almost, what, $50 million. You're not paying him $50 million to not be a part of the team. And you got to understand something, too, Bill. He's a leader. I understand how some people may look at Aaron Rodgers in regards to leadership. He is a leader on that team. So if he's clear to go, no medical issues, no discomfort, yes, he should play. Brian, I don't ask a lot of Detroit Lions questions on the show. It hasn't been a thing in the last few years. But they play so hard. They they really could have, almost should have won that game against Buffalo this past weekend. They are, in terms of their record, flirting with respectability. And I think it's it year two for Dan Campbell, who, you know, all we re- sort of remembered or I remember about about that guy when he became head coach was he wanted to rah, bite people's kneecaps off. It, are we are we going to look back in a few years and be talking about a, a Lions team that for the first time in a long time actually matters? We should. We should. And the reason why I say that is because – they're starting to turn things around this year. Granted, they're still losing all games, but they're competing. They're fighting for four quarters. Even last week against the Buffalo Bills, they were right there to win that fall, to win that ball game. They just got to learn how to win. That's the most important thing for the Detroit Lions. Number two, they have resources to continue to improve their team. Remember, the Rams, who was a bad, a bad team this year, that first-round pick from the Rams goes to Detroit. So now if you're Detroit, you got you will have two highlight picks in the first round, along with money to play with as well. So yes, we should. And then the last thing I like to highlight in regards to why people should feel should be optimistic about Detroit and moving forward. There's a change of the guard within the the NMC North right now. You know, we're seeing what's going on with the uh, the Green Bay Packers. We don't know exactly what their future will look like, especially as Aaron Rodgers gets older. Minnesota is looking like they they could be there for quite some time. But, of course, you know, they have an older quarterback in Kirk Cousins. And Chicago is just being Chicago right now. So the window of opportunity within the division for Detroit is starting to really open up for them to kind of seize the day and make things interesting in their favor. That Chicago barb hurt because it was true. I'm a Bears fan, Brian. Brian, they are just being Chicago. Brian McFadden here on uh, here on the show. Brian, if you had to take a team to come out of the AFC come the playoffs, and it's not the Chiefs, you're not allowed to pick the Chiefs. Who are you going with? Uh, 
Oh, I thought we had a long. Oh, you still, still got you. It's a, a, yeah, a long, thoughtful pause. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? That's a hard one. If I had to pick a team to come out of the AFC that's not the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I'll go Miami. Really, I love that answer. I'll go Miami. I'll go Miami because of the play of their quarterback. The confidence that he is playing with has been noticed. He has outstanding speed surrounding him. The relationship between Mike McDaniels and Tua Tagovailoa is a match made in heaven, and I think their defense will get better. They don't, for, because of their offense and how how powerful their offense is, Bill. You don't need the Miami Dolphins' the defense to be like the San Francisco 49ers' defense. They don't need to be dominant. They just need to be able to make timely stops, create timely stops, and and put pressure on quarterbacks. And I think they will continue to do so. So when you talk about a team that can go blow for blow, toe-to-toe with some of the best in the AFC, it's the Miami Dolphins. Now, the only concern that I have with Miami in regards to playoff time, you know, depending on how things happen with the seeding, what happens if they have to go up to Buffalo in late January? What happens if they have to go up to Kansas City in late January? You know, will that speed still transition to show up in cold weather? You know what I mean? But outside of that, I, I like their chances. And I know a lot of people will say, what about Buffalo? And Buffalo, right now, they're just surviving, it seems to be. You know what I mean? And and, and Josh Allen, health-wise concern. Von Miller not knowing when he will come back, that's a big concern. I think right now the Buffalo Bills, they seem to be a little vulnerable right now. Brian, is there a clear-cut number one or number one and number two in, in the NFC on the other side of the picture for you? Number one, Philly. But there seems to be some holes within their program, especially on the defensive side, not being able to stop the run. Number two, my number two, I think I'll go San Fran and then Minnesota. I'm such a and Kirk the Cousins why I skeptic. I have San Fran so high, Bill, yeah. that defense. Yeah, it's good. That defense can play, and eventually they're going to get healthy. Remember, they've been doing all this damage without Armstead. You know, what happens when he gets back into the lineup, along with Kinlaw? You know what I mean? And, and looking at offensively how good Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing, you know, I, I like their chances. So th- that was my, my top three in the NFC right now. So I think we've had this conversation. I just I'm not I just don't trust Kirk Cousins come come big games. And I know that's a complete football team outside of Kirk Kirk Cousins. Do you have more you have more confidence in Kirk come January football than, than probably I do? No question I do. And I understand people talk about prime time people also get and playoff in a playoff atmosphere, he went to New Orleans and beat Drew Brees. People forget about that. Kirk Cousins is more than a manageable quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins, when you look at what's surrounding him, you don't necessarily need Kirk Cousins to win you ball games week in and week out. He is a guy that can get you to the promised land just by playing smart football. Play smart football. I don't need Kirk Cousins to put on his cape and become Captain Kirk. Sometimes you need Kirk Cousins just to go out and put his glasses on and be Kirk Kent. That's, <laughs> that's it. Correct. Just be Kirk Kent. That's it. Because that's good enough for them to get to where they need to go. I mean, Kirk Kent is yours, and we'll cite it, but we're going to use it all the time here on here. That's so good. Uh, Brian McFadden is always, buddy. Love the, uh, love the conversation. Love the insight. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show. I thank you for having me, Bill. See you, buddy.
uh, Brian McFadden on the program. Does a great podcast. Find it. Check it out. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Go look him up on Twitter. Um, Kirk Kent is really, really good. That might be his best work there. He's usually great for a line or two during these interviews. That one may be his best one. You know what? He's right. He said he went and beat Drew Brees, and and you forgot it, and I didn't want to correct him on the air. I thought, I don't think that's right. It is right. He did do that. And what is his only playoff victory of his career? <laughs> An impressive one. One in four in the postseason. But it is an impressive one. It is. I mean, it, you're right. It, it is. Uh, I'm very excited about. It. I haven't even. I don't even know what's in buy or sell. It's. It's totally unknown to me. It's a. It's a beautiful mystery wrapped in an enigma that's inside a puzzle. Winston Churchill, I think, maybe. Could be. Who said that? How, well, we. You want to give me a little. Uh, little hint. Uh, let's go with magical today. It's a magical buy or sell. Headlines from around sports, a take on each one sprinkled with that very rare D-cell magic next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, we are cooking with the gas right now. The gas is on and we're cooking with it instead of with the wood and the, the coals and the fire out in the wilderness. We're doing what? <laughs> Cooking with the gas, using our cool voice. What's your cool voice sound like? Give me your, give me your cool voice. I don't really have a cool voice. No, you don't. You're so cool naturally. 
Let's do, let's do buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Let me ask you a question. I'm ready. Because I forgot to turn it on. Buy or sell that Australia is currently beating Denmark? Buy. Yeah, they are. one nothing. You made Aussie, a surprise Aussie. face, so I buy that. People from Denmark are Danes. Uh, yes, we referenced that earlier in the show. We know all of that lingo. Very worldly. I deigned to tell you that. Bye. Better buy that. All right, Bill. As the right. Bengals get set to host the Chiefs on Sunday, Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd made a quarterback comparison for Joe Burrow facing Patrick Mahomes. Quote, it's going to be that QB fight. I look at it like Manning and Brady, end quote. Now, Sunday will only be the third time Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes have faced each other. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell that Mahomes versus Burrow is more anticipated than Mahomes versus Josh Allen? Ooh. All right, I, I have a question to your question. More anticipated if if it were today or more anticipated when they played each other earlier in the year? Uh, let's go today. Then I'll buy it's more anticipated because I think... Buy. I think, and I'm trying to remember, did Buffalo beat Kansas City, right? Josh Allen actually won that game. Uh, regular season, yes. Josh Allen has a very good yeah. track record against Mahomes, not so much in the playoffs. Earlier in the year, that, that game was in Kansas City, and the, and the Bills won. Am I, am I doing that off the top of my head properly? That said, I think some of the unfairly, but some of the bloom has come off the rose for Josh Allen because he's been alone in the, you know, out in the uh, wilderness where the where, where, where people aren't cooking with gas with the weather. <laughs> There's as yeah, I don't even know what's happening. As neither does anyone else. As Brian McFadden said, right now Buffalo is trying to keep their head above water. They're, we've talked about their red zone offense, its deficiencies, their lack of a run game. They're over-reliant on Josh Allen. Josh Allen I think the impact it's had on him, including some physical knocks that he's taken, which I just think makes it a, him a little less dangerous right now. It's a little less dangerous team, even though they're a better team record-wise at this point. There's something about Cincinnati. And remember, the Bengals went to Arrowhead when it mattered in the AFC Championship game last year and beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm down with it slightly more, more riveting. Slightly. All right, let's stay talking quarterbacks here. Yesterday, we discussed how Deshaun Watson was officially reinstated by the NFL this week as he prepares for Sunday's game against the Texans. Ten of the women who accused him of sexual misconduct are planning to be in attendance for the game. Now, attorney Tony Busby, who represented the women, said, quote, to kind of make the statement, hey, we're still here. We matter. Our voice was heard, and this thing is not over, end quote. By herself, Deshaun Watson, knowing that some of his accusers will be at the game, will impact him. Sell. Sell. Love to think it'll impact him. But um, someone, if he has done the things he's alleged to have done, I'm not sure a concern for other people, particularly these women, is... Is a reality. Any surprise to hear that the women, at least these 10 who are planning to be there, any surprise that they will be at the game? I mean, a little. Not, look, you, you go to an event that has a small number of people and you can be seen. That's one thing. I, I'm not judging if that's what they feel like is the right thing to do. I, I, I understand that. And unlike most people, I, I think if you've been wronged in a serious way and you are angry and you are frustrated and you feel vindictive or you want someone to fail, I, I don't judge someone for that, right? Having written about people 
in a previous career life who have been truly wronged. That said, you're going to be sitting in the stadium with, with tens of thousands of people. I'm not sure to what degree it has any impact. All right. Yesterday, we discussed Jeff Saturday defending his clock management in the loss to the Steelers on Monday night. Well, yesterday, when Saturday met the media, he admitted he made a mistake by not using a timeout. Quote, I wish I had that third down back. And in all honesty, I wish I used that timeout. Just looking at it on film, from a time perspective, I felt good. But you could tell we were in disarray. I just didn't have a great feel. End quote. Buy or sell Jeff Saturday admitting he was wrong is a positive sign for his future as a head coach. I mean, bye. Now, bye. It's not so positive that I've suddenly cut, gotten on the bandwagon that every single GM in America, since he's only an interim, needs to be trying to hire him for their openings. But, but yes, the ability to admit mistakes, to, to, to grow, is really important, even for people who have been in the business for a long time. And I guess I probably should be less judgy about the guy getting... Because I did TV out of nowhere. I mean, I was doing other stuff, and then I got put on television, and my ability to realize how much I sucked was a big part of the reason I got to a point where I didn't suck as much. Really. It's true. I enjoyed that. I'm, yeah, I bet you did. Because it's not a falsely I was bad. Hello. Welcome to the television. Hi, I'm Phil Biner. Oh, God, that's not my name. Yeah. You got to be able to just cell phone, you know? All right, let's get to some college football. You can apply that to your soccer love. I can apply that to a lot of things in my life. Sell, buy, sell. (laughs) Let's get to some college football here. Last Thursday, prior to the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin told his players that he would be remaining as Rebels head coach, and he stuck to his word, Bill. Kiffin and Ole Miss have agreed to a new contract. Buy or sell that Lane Kiffin made the right decision staying at Ole Miss. I'll buy it. They've, they've had success. And I think buy. one thing about NIL, in particular the transfer portal, is that if you have a big enough brand as a coach, right, you can go get guys really, really quickly, and you don't have to go to Auburn. And, and they're not really starting over, but I guess my point is I think it's easier to recruit to a place like Mississippi. And by the way, let me just say this as an aside because I, I haven't been to every college city in America. Oxford... Mississippi is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my entire life. It's like, I, I would imagine he loves his life. He's built the program. He's shown himself he can get kids in there. Now, let me ask you this. Buy or sell, you would want to be the reporter who broke the story, in air quotes, last week, that uh, that, that, that the Kiffster was going was gonna to resign last week. Sell. So, uh, yeah, I want no part of that. Because if he'd end up leaving... At least there's a little bit of redemption, right? There's a little bit of... Sure. I mean, you could probably even spin it to say that Kiffin stayed longer just so that the report wouldn't be true. 100%. But, uh, yeah, I would not want to be him. And, in, Bill, in preparing this question and writing it, I actually... You know, Lane Kiffin has bounced around a lot. Tennessee, USC, yep. Uh, yep. Florida International. He was uh, on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama. He was in the NFL with the Raiders. Any part of you, because I know you've bounced around the country doing different jobs... Any part to think that, like, okay, Ole Miss isn't the best job in the SEC, but, like, hey, I want to make a home here. Like, I want to be here for a while. So I'm going to sell that, having been around Kiffin a little bit. Like, you know when you make these snap judgments, you you, you interact with a guy three times, and then you're like, I know who he is in his soul. But, but, yeah, it's interesting. So if I'm not mistaken, and I think I'm not, he is divorced from Layla Kiffin, his ex-wife. And I believe his wife and kids stayed in L.A. So... I think that might, if you're going to 
if you're going to move for your career, it might make him more transient. It might even make him more inclined to come back to the West Coast. So I, I think it probably was the right short-term decision. And part of me thinks that, or a big part of me thinks that one of the factors, one of the large factors in this is he thinks he's better than the Auburn job. And if he's going to leave and start over, he's going to wait to do it at a major, major program. All right, let's get to some hoops here. Now, two teams in the NBA's Eastern Conference that feel they have a chance to make a deep playoff run will go head-to-head tonight in Cleveland as the Cavs host the 76ers. As it stands right now, Bill, the Cavs are third in the East while Philly is in the fifth seed. Buy or sell the Cavs making a deeper playoff run than the 76ers this year? Buy. I mean, I think everybody, take everybody. Buy. To the Doc Rivers, even though I think I took the Sixers to make the finals, which was so dumb. (laughs) I mean, no, 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 I took him. I, I took him to make the conference finals, which was also dumb. No, man, like I just I don't believe in Doc, and I and I think like the 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 lack of continuity with with the injuries they've had is is a is a particular problem for that team. And now I know you'll have your eye on that game tonight. If the 76ers were to win that game, and let's say in convincing fashion by ten points or more, would that be a game that you circled to say like, hey, as a reminder, this is a really talented team still. I mean, yeah, I, I look, I I know they're talented. I think they're talented. I think they have upside. I just, I mean, this is fairly reductive, I suppose, but but I don't think Doc Rivers, I think there's a reason Doc Rivers' team's underperform in the, in the postseason. I think there's a panic that, that sets in that his teams emulate from him. I mean, I, I saw it here in L.A. I'm just not a huge believer in what he can do in those moments. And Harden has his own issues historically on that front. And Maxie's super, super young. And Embiid has a tendency as much as I love him as a player. I mean, I just love him in general. He has a tendency to get really like, visibly frustrated with his teammates. And in general, I don't think that is a particularly great place to be. I just, I have lots and lots and lots of skepticism. And, and again, like, you, you don't have Harden right now. You don't have Maxi right now, and so it's like it's all it's all Embiid all the time, you know. I guess Tobias Harris can help, and there's other guys, but yeah, the, today's game is not going to change my, my opinion much. All right, Timberwolves big man Carl Anthony Towns is expected to miss the next four to six weeks with a calf strain. Now it was a non-contact injury on Monday, so all things considered, this was the best case scenario for Cat. Now, Bill, Minnesota is currently ten and eleven on the season on the outside looking in in the play-in tournament. Buy or sell the Minnesota Timberwolves can stay in playoff contention until Cat returns. I'll buy. Here's why. Buy. Remember Cat had that dull of a playoff game when Anthony Edwards took over? I actually was thinking about this for basket, Bill, and I'm not going to do it probably today. I want to think about it more. But I am starting to trend toward the belief, I have to think about it more, that Carl Anthony Towns is the is the most talented failure or is the, like, as on a list of superstar, he's a star talent. Is the biggest failure in the NBA? What has he accomplished? Is he trending the way that Anthony Davis went? Like we know the dude is talented, but he can't be your best player. I think he's trending the way Carmelo Anthony went, which is like talented but not a winner. And like those locker rooms are always unhappy. They're always miserable. Nobody wants to be there. What is the only common threats for the last basically decade? It's Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony frowns, okay? Guy's always, he's always put out, you know. Having been around him, having talked to people in that organization, there is a, 
around the league. There's just a sense that the guy, smart guy, talented guy, but maybe a little too much on the smartest guy in the room thing going on. Not a lot of chemistry building. Speaking of chemistry building, let's finish up with some golf here. Now, after Tiger Woods withdrew from the Hero Challenge tournament earlier this week, which he is hosting, he met with the media yesterday and was asked what needs to happen for an amicable relationship between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. I think Greg has to go, first of all, and and then obviously the litigation against us and then our countersuit against them. Um, those would then have to be at a stay as well. So then, then we can talk. We can all talk freely. Buyers saw that Greg Norman stepping down as the head of Live Golf would go a long way in mending the relationship between the PGA Tour and Live. If you have to go 10 miles to accomplish something, and one thing gets you two miles, it's a long way even though you're not close. So I'll buy it. Buy. But you're talking two of the 10 miles you have to, to have to get. Yeah. Man, what a reputational destructor that was. Although he got Greg. I like the, formal, the informality. <laughs> Greg got real rich. Buy or sell. This is probably an unfair question to ask you, but that's what I do. Buy or sell, you would do something that would destroy your reputation and the way that people view you for $20 million. Buy. Like, outside of being... You know, it being like hateful. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I think, you know, ruining my reputation for me would actually be a good thing. I don't know that I have a good reputation. You have a great reputation. Mm, I'm not so sure that that's true. You have a pretty daddy is your nickname, and, and, and you have a reputation for, for, for um, unique excellence. Emphasis on unique. Yeah. De-emph- does that mean de-emphasize the excellence? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I actually said unique essence. You've heard it wrong. <laughs> no, I said excellence. Um, by the way, Australia still winning one nothing. Are you riveted or are you riveted? Uh, I'm going to go with the second one. I'm riveted. Okay. okay. Um, we're going to do a surprise segment next segment. D-Cell wants to – you know, we haven't done a what to sell in a long time. Have we? Um, I guess what would constitute as a long time. What to sell coming up on Rider Than You after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Greg Caserta. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you, along with Tom Pretty Daddy DeCelestino. Tommy? Oh, hey there, Bill. We're going to get a little Aaron Rodgers silliness here in a second. Inner Earth Theory. Come on, man. But first, it's a surprise edition of What to Sell. Cell said What? It's writer than use. What to sell. So, Tom, at a time of American unity around football, soccer, everyone riveted, watching, emotional. You would not watch the second half. That's not true. You would true. not support your country. Please, what the sell's going on? You are not painting an accurate picture. I watched the entirety of the first half here at work. It is not my fault that halftime lines up with the time that I leave. Once I am out of the building, I no longer have access to watch the second half. There's nothing I can do. Bill, That's my not hands, true. My hands are tied. You have YouTube TV on your phone. I do. I do. That's true. I do not have unlimited data, as you like to say. Data, not data. love for your country. Soccer That's team. not true. I for kept your country soccer team. I kept looking to see the final score. I checked in uh, with Maggie and Perloff to see if they had announced... Whether the USA had moved on or not, I was—I wanted to know. You could also stay the extra hour and watch the match. No, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. What to sell? That's it. That's what to sell. I want to give you a chance to defend yourself, but it backtired spectacularly. I think that's as good a defense as I've ever had, which uh, is not saying much. There's no defense for some of what you're about to hear here as we transition. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, remember that guy? Former backup for the Packers was on the, what is it, the Brenneman Show podcast? Um, I don't know Brenneman from Adam or Adam from Brenneman. But I don't know if the laughter you're going to hear here is super appropriate. And I, for me at least, some of the uh, 9-11 de- denialism that you're going to get in this I find incredibly off-putting. Having known people who 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 lost loved ones in in nine eleven, I know many of you do. Um, but it, there's some insight here from Deshaun Kaiser, not only in Darren Rodgers' thinking, but the way in which that kind of thinking can sway people when presented by someone as important as Aaron Rodgers. The first thing that Aaron Rodgers that comes out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth was, "You believe in nine <laughs> eleven? <laughs> what?" <laughs> I believe in 9-11. Yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't I? He was like, you should read up on that. <laughs> should read up on that. Okay. <laughs> now we start learning about the playbook and stuff. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know where this is going. But what, what it ended up being was just like a, a real thought experiment where he wanted me to go back and you know, look into some of the conspiracies around it and provoke a lot of great conversation. And we really bonded over that. And you know, we started sharing some books and talking about some other things and got into history and business and finance. <laughs> Inner Earth, <laughs> moon landing, the moon. Oh, he's probably he's, he's probably right. got some crazy theories on yeah, the moon. Reptile landing. people. 
<laughs> Y'all are laughing. Go do your research. I'm telling you. Go do your research. So it's I'm trying to process how to even approach this. I um it's not funny. And I, I almost feel or do feel bad for the host. This is why you don't laugh when you don't you can just silence is okay. Because it sounds like an endorsement in the end of, of this kind of crazy talk. Now, if you're not familiar with these conspiracy theories, the reptile theory is that there's a bunch of alien reptiles that look like humans who are secretly controlling the Earth. Having watched V myself, I can tell you it's actually just a fictional, terrible TV show from back in the, in the 80s and 90s. The Inner Earth theory, I'd never even heard of that. Have you heard of the Inner I had to Google it today. I had no idea what it was. I did the same thing really dumb the theory is that there are layers and spheres within the earth where there are civilizations aliens alien technology nazis who escaped the war the lost tribes of israel whatever uh who who went to the poles and the reason you can never see the poles or go to the, the poles is because there's a secret entrance there except you can go to the poles you're absolutely allowed to go to the north and the south pole and if you want to spend the money and venture to the north or south pole you can do that and, and find, I'm sure, that there is not an entrance to a secret world. The 9-11 stuff, though, is, is it's, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, how do you make an argument 9-11 never happened? I mean, you live, you work, Tom, half a mile a mile from the 9-11 memorial. And when I come to New York City and I do the show there, I'm doing other work, I, I would say m- most of the time I stay at a hotel that is literally next to the 9-11 memorial. So I walk through it all the time. And I'm old enough. I was I was an adult when when 9/11 happened. It's just I don't want to make some overarching moralistic statement here. It's obviously this sort of thinking is ridiculous and and silly. And people have been lured into it. I, I feel bad for those folks. I just think it's an interesting insight into Aaron Rodgers' intellectual arrogance and his belief that he is smarter than everyone else on the face of the earth. And this is one of those really interesting things that just happens with successful people is that they believe their success in one thing constitutes a level of genius in in other things and everything else. And really the way that I mostly experienced this for most of my life was, 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 was twofold. Well, bosses, like early in my career I had, who would just, in normal practical ways, just be ridiculous, but no one could say anything, right? No one's going to be like, hey, um, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So these bosses would, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, would get these senses of, um, of false sense of intellectual superiority. And it doesn't happen now for me because I work at pretty high-level companies where you've got to be pretty smart to run these things. But, but early in my career, newspapers, Walmart, I worked at Walmart, it happened a lot. It just, it just did. But the, and then sports, obviously, D-Cell. I see it a lot now in, in L.A. because I, for whatever reason, I know a bunch of people in Hollywood. I know, I know some actors. I know some people who produce and direct. I just, they're around. And it's interesting if you get on really successful people, especially actors. This is more anecdotal. It's not like I'm hanging out with Leonardo DiCaprio. But if you talk to people who, who do, because you're good at acting on a screen or throwing a football to a guy at Lambeau, you can suddenly think you are the smartest person on the face of the earth. And I think that problem for Aaron Rodgers, that belief in his own brilliance in all things, because he's brilliant at one thing, does not bode well for his ability to take criticism, understand the real problems with a team beyond the actual football, to be self-aware, to be able to be um, somewhat self-owning as you get older and have to make adjustments or changes. I think it probably points to a pretty bad end 
for Rodgers and, and the Green Bay Packers. And maybe we're T-Cell seeing it right now. I'm still having trouble wrapping my mind around this. Now, that exchange that we just heard between Rodgers and Deshaun Kaiser was 2018, not that long ago, four years ago. Aaron Rodgers is a veteran. He's a Super Bowl champion. Deshaun Kaiser is someone who would, had not had any NFL success. And Rodgers wants to make, to see if Kaiser can think the way that Rodgers thinks. Like, right. that's his approach in taking a younger quarterback under his wing. Like, let's not talk any football to start. Let's just get your thought process to see if you can get to the place where I'm at. And there is pressure when you have a boss or a person with influence. If they're interested in something, you need to be interested in it. Especially, and like that, by the way, I, we've all had, I've, you know, I've had, I'm going to think of an example. I've, I had, um, I had a boss once who loved Arizona football, an important boss. You know what I did? I followed some Arizona football so I could bring it up in conversation. But he didn't say to me, you watch Arizona football? Check, you better check it out. I mean, that, Rogers took it to another level. You, you know, you should, you should, you should get into it. But for and and, and I, this particular kind of intellectual arrogance is dangerous and 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 misplaced in the extreme. But it also, yeah, Tom, it just it really points to a guy whose arrogance is pretty off the charts. And arrogance, I always say, I don't mind, but I mean in the service of the thing that you're an expert in, right? I know some real arrogant radio hosts and television personalities who are great at what they do and know sports inside out. Um, Pep Guardiola, soccer, pop basketball, Belichick, football, Saban, college football, I'm telling you, are arrogant people. They should be. They're arrogant in the ways in which they are excellent at something. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, stepped out of his uh, comfort zone, but thinks that he is... I mean, this guy thinks that he's Einstein, man. He thinks that he's always in his comfort zone. Yes. I'm not going to do Hiawaska. Hiawaka? Hiawaska? Uh, you got it right the first time. Yep, Hiawaska. I, I talked to a buddy about this. I think I told, said this in there yesterday. He said it changes who you are. I don't want to change into, into somebody who, yeah. Don't do it, man. Don't not, do it. Not going to do it. Are you a poker player, by the way? Uh, I play. Not well. Kind of like golf for me. I play, but not I mean, well at all. But you, if I came to town, would you play poker? Would you, if I got a little poker game going? Uh, I wouldn't want you to take all my money. But that is half of the point. What would be a comfortable buy-in for you on like a? We played a poker game. Would you like two hundred bucks? Uh, no, no, we're outside my comfort zone there. Not two hundred dollars. No, I, I got to go less than that. Right. Twenty bucks. Now you're talking. What about fifty bucks? Okay, I can entertain right. that. Start to sweat a little bit. What a hump day this was. The show. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Brian McFadden. Thanks to D-Cell. Thanks to Greg Deserta. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 